Fourth quarter just about to start here. Phil Scrub. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Kelly Olenek. Melvin Edgem. And Lou Dort. So no Shea, no RJ Barrett. God, I wonder if maybe that's a performance thing, Cage. Because no offense to Shea, the Canadian's easily best player. He's not played well. Yeah. And that's not a good first offensive possession from Team Canada either. Shot clock violation. Other than myself giving myself my own technical difficulties, I'm now back to watching the game now. Canada again. It's just cage too close for me. Like I, I you know, I, I can is. hear all the arguments. I can hear all the arguments of, you know, rough game, rough and tumble team, this, that, and the other. Completely understand, completely get it. But at the end of the day, you can't, this game can't be this close. Like it, it's one of those, not even trying to use logic to it. It's just this game cannot be this close right now. Canada should need to be pulling away right now. Because for me, this does not feel like a good omen, you know, for going up against Spain in basically a must-win game, but in relatively a must-win game, or at least lose close game, if they want to make it mm-hmm. out, you know? Um, and then thinking about who they will play between Germany and Slovenia, who play in, you know, Two days time on Sunday, which we will be live streaming. Canada versus Spain, 9.30 a.m. Sunday, September 3rd. I should be okay to stream that one. I'm going to have to figure out now because I might be busy later that day, but we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Slovenia and Germany play at 7.10 that Sunday. So we'll know when the Canadian game starts, basically, what that landscape looks like for the next round. As well as Latvia versus Brazil will be at 5:45 Sunday morning. That's some other big games: Italy versus Puerto Rico at 4 a.m. and then DR Dominican Republic against Serbia at 8 8 a.m. So those are some big games. So those are some big ties there here in the second round. Mm-hmm. Now, Kate, something I haven't talked about here on the pod just yet, but I think I have said it on my own little Spencer Talks episodes before. There are four factors when you break down basketball that dictate a final score. It's shooting, free throws, rebounding, and turnovers. If you lose more than two of those four things, you'll most likely lose the game. If you don't shoot well, if you don't shoot free throws well, if you don't rebound well, you you turn the ball over too much. Canada is getting killed in the offensive glass. I just saw this grab the graphic cage. I think you saw it too. 13 to 7 in favor of Brazil on the offensive glass. That's not good enough by the Canadians. As another turnover gives Brazil a chance here on going the fast break. They luckily fend it off, Cage, but still. Not good by the Canadians in the offensive end. I don't think you're going to like what you see next. 
Oh, why do I not like the sound of that, Cajun? Oh, of course. Yeah, and that's... Oh, I... That was one weird-looking three, Cajun. I thought he missed for a second because of how high it bounced off the rim. But now the Canadians are 11... up by one. And now Brazil with a chance to take the lead. Canada, a little too trigger happy from behind the point or behind the three point line cage. A little too trigger happy for me. Yep. I'm, I made the and Celtics they, uh, comparison early, Cage, and you disagreed with me. Uh, I'm being shown right here in this game. Yep. And no, I'm not happy about it. Make sure I say, I am not happy about that. And and this brings up an area of concern because you just mentioned Canada gets has gotten killed on the offensive glass. Against certain teams that have good bigs, this is going to be an area of concern that they ha- they're going to have to figure out quick. As now Brazil has retaken the lead with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Gage, like this is worrying for the Canadian. Oh my goodness. And that's the difference between Canada and Brazil. Is Shea Alexander right there through the contact and one. How did he make that shot, Cajun? My goodness. Because it's SGA. Because he's, he's a first-team All-NBA. That's why. That's why. Would you consider yeah. him a superstar, though? First point for Canada in over five minutes of game time, Cajun. Man. Like, not, not good, good enough. Not good enough by the Canadians. And, again, I know I haven't watched the whole tournament, so I have no right to talk about what Canadi- what the, how the Canadians are playing right now. But... You know, I can only talk about what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is not good enough. 55 points after 35 minutes, basically, of game time. Not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, the defense has been there, but because it needs to be there, Cage. If the Canadians are playing good defense, they get blown out right now. The game be over. So, I, I can we can say they're playing good defense, but that's the caveat of they needed to play good defense, so they'd be done. And again, the Canadians are just settling for threes. They're settling, Cage. And I don't know why they're settling. That's worrying going up against Spain next. Even with Spain losing against Latvia. Because you know Spain's going to come out guns blazing after, after what just happened. Yeah, but unless you make them, you know, it's, it's going to look like a bad shot for me on the stat sheet. When the Canadians, especially how bad the Canadians have shot from three in this game alone. And Shade just got stripped and Powell with his fourth foul. 522 left in the fourth. A two-point game.
And this is with Bruno Caboclo on the bench, too. As now he just checks in. Talk about bad to worse, Cage. Talk about bad to worse here for the Canadians. And this is a very small lineup for Team Canada, too. And Brazil ties it up again. Caboclo with 15 now, I believe, leading the way for the Brazilians. Like, this is worrying, Cage. Worrying. Very worrying. It is. Because we kept talking about how other teams throughout this tournament have pulled away, even just today, how the Canadians have pulled away normally. Today hasn't been that. And Dort got 16. That's a big shot from Lou Dort. Lou Dort's been the best Canadian. And I, and I love Lou Dort. I am a defender of Lou Dort. I think he should be starting for Canada. And not just because he has 16 in this game. I like Lou Dort's game. His defense is spectacular. And offensively tonight, he's been arguably the best Canadian. You know? So how can you even argue with that? And now, I think Powell's out. I think Powell's out of the game. He did just get hit with a mean elbow, though. But I think they called the foul on him, so that might be his night. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't an elbow. His head. He had to head contact. And it makes you wonder. And I might be crazy for suggesting this. But maybe have Zach Eadie in the lineup just, just for size purposes to keep him honest for like a minute or two. Why well, haven't even seen Eadie? Yeah, I haven't seen Eadie yet. And again, I, I know he's been playing sporadically because he is a, still playing in college, going into his junior season, I believe, with Purdue coming up. In mere months, might I add. And as a college fan, we will be talking about Zach Eady quite a bit and those Purdue boil, uh, boil makers because uh, they're going to be a good team, I think, Purdue. We just Zach Eady alone, let alone the guys they're bringing in this year in the Big Ten. And Big Ten's a good conference. Not an easy conference, might I add. I don't think we were expecting this, a tie game with 3.34 left, and I think Gilgis Alexander got away with a foul right there. I mean, Cage, with 3.30 left in the fourth quarter, this has not been the performance we hoped for or expected out of the Canadians, which is why Mm. we're being so harsh on them. You know, if we expected this game to be close, you know, then there wouldn't be this conversation. But it, you know, it's closer than you and I wanted it to be and expected it to be because they handled Latvia. They handled France. They, you know, they handled Spain in the in the pre-tournament games. Yes, I know pre-tournament games don't mean anything, but still, you you want to win them. You want to win the pre-tournament games. Let's be honest. You want to win them. Yeah. And I believe they just called a tie-up. 
I think they called a foul. Oh, they did. I, I thought they called his fourth. I thought they. I thought they called a tie up, but. Oh, I know. Shea mouthed the words of that was a foul. As Alexander Walker, it looks like just made a J. Thank goodness. Okay, putting Canada back oh, up is. That was SGA in the post. It was SGA in the post. I couldn't tell. I saw. I saw uh, Alexander. I couldn't tell if it was Shea or if it was uh, Nikhil. I think Nikhil's on the bench right now. I be- I I honestly thought he was always on the bench, but I saw Alexander and I was like, really? Is Alexander Walker? And I got kind of confused with myself, but then realized, oh well, you know, I'm just a dunced gauge. It's okay. You know, these these eyes, you know, sometimes. Sounds like you got worse eyes than me, and that's saying something. No, come on now. Your eyes, your glasses are like Coke cans. Your 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 glasses are like Coke glass. Come on now. I thought that. Don't try that. I, I thought it was the case where you just said Alexander Walker. Well, I saw Alexander and I said Walker. Okay, sue me. <laughs> but come on, man. The headband should have given him away. I didn't see the headband. I just saw like I just saw Alexander in the back of the jersey. I had a 50-50 shot. I didn't think it was Shake. I would have saw the headband. Yep. But what were you gonna say? I was just gonna talk. I think I was just gonna look at and actually here you go for today. Shea's got 23 points, which is above his 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 um averages at only 22 points per game in the tourney. But, but I think the t- the telling stat is the assist. Yeah, just one. one. Just one. That is that is not good. And and if Google's not lying to me, which it doesn't look like it's gonna, because I am at the live of Sportsnet, but Google's ahead of me. And I don't know if you and I are at the same point, Cage. And I just hit under the three minute mark. I'm at that right now. Two fifty five. Just about. Yep. So I might be a couple seconds above you, but we're about the same time. And I'm waiting to see when when the, I find out what Google just told me, Cage. It makes me very sad. And I think there it must be. And there it is. Brazil again ties it. Cabocolo uh, again. 17 on the night for Bruno. Former Toronto Raptor. You sure you, 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 you sure you don't think Toronto could use this? I think Canada could use this, Cage. And that's why I think Canada could use this. Where's Bruno's Canadian jersey? Oh, man. Can, can we make trades if you World Cup, Cage? Can we do that? Can we make trades? And Caboclo. And just, go ahead. And Dort just fouled Caboclo. He's holding his face like he got hit in the head. Oh, he definitely did catch down there in the like in the follow through. But not good, Cajun. Talk about not- May Day. Like start hitting the red buttons, Cage. We're at May Day. We have we have hit that point here in the game. That this is Mayday, Mayday, we're going down. And now they're reviewing it. Cajun, this could get bad for Canada. This this is a very, very big call for the Canadians right now. Because, again, if Canada loses this game, which at now this point is honestly maybe more likely, it's a winner-take-all in the next games against Spain. 
which is not yeah. where they want to be. You do not want to be in a winner-takes-all against Spain with Latvia and Brazil waiting for you. Yeah. Like, this is this is getting to, like, beyond worst-case scenario territory for me, Cage. Like, this is getting bad. It, it really is. Now the referees are going to come out here and give their call. And I think they're just going to call it a foul, it looks like to me. So it looks like nothing else is going to come of it, which is very good for the Canadians. Because if it, because it, it would have been two, free, two shots in the ball? I, I believe so, and that ball would have been the most important possession we've seen. And again, obviously, possessions get more and more important as the game goes on, but that would probably be the most, arguably the most important possession of the game. At least, definitely to that point, at least, as Colombo makes his first. And Brazil now up by one, 208 to go in the fourth quarter. 18 for Mr. Two years away from being two years away. And a much-needed defensive rebound there from Team Canada. They have not been good on the boards. No, they've been getting killed on the glass, which is something you can't afford against this Brazil team, obviously, as we've shown here today. And another turnover by Canada. Oh, lucky off of a Brazilian there at the end, but with six seconds left in the shot clock cage, and this is worrying. They got to get something it off is. quick. How do you get how do you get the offensive rebound there, Cage, and not cash it in? Canada misses the first, gets the offensive, and they're gonna review it here for the turnover against Canada. They're saying possession going the other way. Jordy Fernandez is asking for a review, and they're gonna give it to him. And, it, and honestly, I agree. It looked like it went off Brazil last. I also think it went off Brazil last. What we're gonna see here is Olenek drives to the paint, misses, gets his own rebound up again, misses. Off went off his head. That went off the Brazilian's head. That's gotta be off Brazil. We'll see if they can take it to the monitor. They're not taking it to the monitor yet. They're talking about it. So we'll see if a better referee, a referee had a better look at it. Which, again, if they don't go to the review table and they're only talking about it, that might be not good for the Canadians. It looks like it says it's a challenge. But my biggest worry is that ball did not hit. It didn't. It looked like that ball did not hit the rim. But I think in fairness, Cage, lucky to Canada, I don't think they're looking at I don't think they're talking about that. <laughs> I think are talking about if it went off a Brazilian or not. They don't I don't like I I think you might be right though. Brazil might have a chance to re-challenge it if they want to talk about that, but I don't think I I don't think you're gonna get that. Oh, and they are gonna challenge it. They are gonna look at it. So they are gonna look at if that ball went off of Brazil or not, which it looked like it did from the replay we saw. We'll see it here again. Yeah, that's that's got to be off Brazil there. I don't think Shave even touched it there. 
but we're going to see here from a better angle of his... Oh, yeah, and it went right off his head. Yeah. See, and that's, again, where you look at it and go, I don't know really where he must have saw it go off of a Canadian. Like, is he thinking Shea touched it on its way out? Because that ball obviously went off must his have, head. Must have been. Because the first angle shows Shea's nowhere near it, and the second look shows you the guy from behind is nowhere near it. It went basically off the guy who caught it, rebounded it, went off his head, and lost possession of it out of bounds. So I'm not really sure the referees saw that as a possession to the Brazilians. But regardless, this should get overturned and give possession to Canada, which is a big possession for Canada as they're down by one right now. Mm -hmm. Again, possessions only get bigger as the game goes on. And this possession is mighty important for the Canadians. And I swear to all that is holy Cajun theory with Andy Castellum, if I see the Canadians settle for a three-pointer off of this new possession. I'm going to be livid, and it will be possession to the Canadians. So the Canadians will be getting back possession of the ball, which is massive for Canada. And now the the ref, uh, the the Brazilian coach talking to the referee. I'm not sure exactly what they just reviewed it, and I, dog. And I think, and I think I know why they're reviewing it. Like, didn't the shot clock expire? But he had possession of it because he would have caught it. So I guess that's again the argument. Honestly, but I see a point from the Brazil coach. He didn't really have full possession of the ball. But anyway, so Canadian possession, 14 seconds, back for Olenek, bad shot, rebounded though by the Canadians, still haven't been able to get it up, Dort gets taken out, there's going to be a foul against Brazil. Oh my good, Cajun, I almost want to throw my headset, because I've switched microphones, I usually use my Yeti, I switched to a headset, because I thought we were going to be doing this live, again, we're not, we will be doing this live next time, because I will have YouTube all up and running, so there will be no argument here that, you know, we'll be I going really live Lou, on Sunday. I really, but. I really like Lou Dort's play. On a positive, like, I know we've been talking about a lot of negatives, but Lou Dort has really stepped it up. And, but, and again, Cage, as you're right, and I love that you are right, but the reality is he's needed to. And, that, and, and that's the issue. And that's the, that's the crux of the issue, Cajun. Is I love Lou Dort. I will def I will be a Lou Dort truther. Is the word I'm going to use. A word I hate using because I feel like again it's one of those words I feel like is overused at points. Mm -hmm. But I love Lou Dort. His defense is exceptional. His offensive game is underrated in my opinion as he misses the first free throw. But he needs to make number two. Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, this is very important. Very important. And he does. And he does. <sighs> Beat it, get off the beat of sweat, Cajun. We got a minute 30 left here in the fourth quarter. Brown, Brown, all right, ready to be Both teams have been good from the free throw line, which has taken that out of the factor of the four factors that affect the basketball game at its 
construct without getting into the analytics of it. Oh, and Brazil cash it in there. Santos only with six points. That's his sixth point of the night. Puts Brazil back up by two. Shea, step back for three. No good. It did get the rebound, though. Shea now back up top of the key. But why are you taking that shot? I don't. I got Only God knows. Nice fake by Lou. Lou's got to put it up, though. Got to put it up. Lou Dort for three at the end of the shot clock. Oh, my goodness. Is it going to count? No, they're calling it Cajun. They're calling it a shot clock violation. Are they going to talk about it? Oh, Cage, this is heartbreaking if this didn't go off. Oh, it's close. Cage, did you see it? I think he might, the ball might have been in his hands. This is so devastating if this ball did not get out of Ludort's hand. It, oh my God. I don't, it did I don't not. think he did not. The Canadians waste another possession in clutch time. I'm I'm about to be Skip Bayless, Cage. I'm I'm about to be Skip Bayless in a minute here. And they are going to call it. Shot clock V. Canada now has to get a stop. And basically have one more possession. To win the game or tie it. They need a stop. If Brazil gets basically any points on this possession, the game is over. The only thing that could save Canada is a foul, and they missed the first. They they missed one of the two free throws, or a turnover. Turnover is the, the the best case scenario for the Canadians. But with any points scored, the only way they can keep this game close, or keep this game winnable, is if they foul. And they miss one free throw, which again, you don't want the foul here. This is like the last thing you want to do is foul at this point in the game. Brazil, though, free walk, and that's probably the game. As Brazil get the layup, and it's the guy who just scored for his fifth and sixth point. That's his seventh and eighth point as Canada take their timeout. No help there on the drive, and that is just too easy from the Canadians in clutch time. That is just too easy, Cajun. Way too easy. And there's still plenty of time. 26 seconds. Cajun, I want some of that copium you're, you're drinking right now. I want some. I want some so bad, but I just that that miss by door or that make by door that didn't count. He kind of felt like that was the turning point, Cage. Yeah. That you feel like that's 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 the turning point because that's a make that puts Canada up by one, but instead they're down now by four. That's a that's a three point swing in and of itself, or technically a five point swing, but three in the in the context of, you know. The differential of up by one instead of down by two. 
But you got to give Brazil down by four. I don't. Th- oh no, of course not. Like full respect to the Brazilians here. They have played. They have done exactly what you would have thought they needed to do to beat the Canadians. Keep the game low scoring. Yeah, and it's Yango Santos. Eight points, ten assists for the small point guard, the agile point guard, who again, who got, who's gotten two clutch baskets at the end of this game. They have advanced the ball. Dillion Brooks will rebound or put it in. And it is Dylan Brooks, but as Cajun likes to call him Dillion, and we might as well all call him Dillion Brooks. So Dylan Brooks now. Bro. Cajun. Oh, lucky for the Canadians. Olenek ball down low. Can Dort pass it out? Nope. And that. And turn. Will be the game, Cajun. That will be the game. And. And. Go ahead. You get first crack. It isn't just. It's not the defense that's. Frustrating. It's a lack of offense. It's a lack of offense. It's a lack of offense and the execution needed on offense. Because I've, you're basically you're basically seeing a lot of one-on-one play, like the last two possessions in the clutch went to Kelly Olynyk against three against three guys. That Cajun. can't happen. Cajun to think that this was the highest scoring team coming into this game. They had the highest point differential of any team coming into this game. The Americans right now, after four games played, difference of their dif- differential is 115. The Canadians is 111 after only three games. So the Americans have one extra game played at this point in time before this game ends, and the Canadians still only have four points less than them in differential. Now, obviously... They're down as, Jesus, Dillion Brooks decided, okay, let's go attack the rack for a second. Not sure what that's all about, but anyway. I was like, where was this earlier? Yeah, where was this, you know, Cage, where was this like 30 seconds ago when the game was still in reach, sort of? Oh, actually, they called a foul before he dunked it, so he gets free throws. So he makes number one. So now this cage might be good for Canada. Because if they can miss this this shot, get the rebound or get a steal off of it. This is Dylan Brooks' first points, by the way. And that's his second point of the game. So now Canada have to get a steal. 10.5 left down by four. I think Spain, or Brazil just took a timeout and they did, which is smart. But Canada still got to get, gotta get a steal, Cage. Got to get a steal. Yeah. But it looks like head-to-head or points four are what deciding these pools. At least in the L pool with the Spain versus Latvia being tied for first because of their both having seven points. Latvia right now is first. They have more points four, less differential, but they have the head-to-head. So I assume it's head-to-head. And you see right there, Cajun, fourth Fourth quarter points, uh, Canada, 33% from the from the uh, from two, 0% from three after five shots. Brazil, 71% from two, 33% from three. Or I think it actually I had lots a lot. They only made one three. I think it was like 17%. But regardless, just 
not good enough offensively, which to think that a team with the most points for and the highest differential was not going to be able to score more than 62 points at this point in time is flabbergasting to myself. It is absolutely flabbergasting. And um, I think the biggest stat that was, that's the biggest biggest factor in this case is free throws. Eight of nine from the free throw line for Brazil. Canada just four of five. Brazil's attacking the basket. Canada's not. Canada's subtly. And that's the difference in this game. God, don't you and I sound like the absolute oldest people on earth talking about shot selection at this point in time. But that's what it is. And an easy basket for Brazil will just about ice it. I know we keep talking about how ice this game is. We'll see what if Canada can get anything done here. As they now are attacking the rack. Well, that's great, guys. And they hit the three from R.J. Barrett with .9 left on the clock. So the Canadians, not dead yet. But you know they're basically buried, Cajun. They're basically buried. Yep. And Barrett, who base, and I'm not gonna. I love R.J. Barrett too. I think the world of R.J. Barrett. I think he's underrated, even for the Knicks. He had a great playoff run with the Knicks this year. We talked about that a couple episodes ago, Cage. But yep. Where has he been tonight? Like I don't think I've seen R.J. Barrett on my screen much today. And I watched the whole game, even between me posting these quarterly and you know all that. I don't think I've seen him. Have you? Have you seen R.J. Barrett, other than mentioning when he was off? Not really. Like, a guy who can't, a guy who can't go invisible went invisible, right? Like, that's, that's kind of, that kind of can't happen. You know, like, that kind of can't happen. And, and I now think... Brazil's just got to get it in, and the game's over. They just got to get a ball in. So you expect they're going to win this game, which, again, will mean... Everyone in Group L is 3-1, and one, just like everyone in Group I. So we're going to have to see here how, they, how this all shakes out. Because well, now seeding in Group L is going to be very interesting with all these teams being at 3-1, and one, just like Group I being all at 3-1. and one. With the head-to-heads and everything. Aren't they playing the winner of Germany and Slovenia, though? They are. They are playing the winner of that game, which happens also on Sunday. Something just happened. I have to go back and check here. What exactly just happened on my television screen? It was a foul against, it was, I assume, against Canada? Yep. The only question is, did the foul happen in time? Well, the Brazilians' coaches were acting like the game, they, they, they thought the game was still going. I guess we're going to see here as they review it here as an official replay. And it looks like there was still time on the clock, Cage. Very little, but there still looks like there was time on the clock. And now we got to talk about Canada and, Canada and Spain because that's basically a winner go home situation. Unless something crazy happens and Bruno misses two free throws and a full court heave happens. 
fault, Cajun, for a team that has averaged 108 points in their three games, getting over 100 in two of their three games, 128 against Lebanon, 101 against Latvia, 95 against France. Again, that's a 108 average per game. They got 65 against Brazil. That matches what they beat France by, which was 95-65. So uncharacteristically bad offensively for the Canadians today. And you and I know you me- I know you did what? mention RJ Barrett going invisible but but this is more so on the offensive execution of team Canada and more importantly on Shea because there was too much one-on-one play trying to do too much. And what we said earlier, he scoring wise, it didn't look like it, but one assist, the ball just sticking. And sure, they missed they they missed some threes off of off of driving kick opportunities, but there was too much one on one play. And that is officially over. Brazil upsets Canada and now makes it a winner-take-all day on Sunday. I will say this. I will say this. As bad as this loss was, and I hate that this had to happen, and I hate that a lot like this had to happen, but this might be a blessing in disguise for team Canada. Cause you're off your high horse. Now you just got humbled. And I think and I think um as And I think a loss like this gets them back to the drawing board and they and, and like have them figure out what, what did they what they did in those past three group games. And mind you, it's going to be, Canada Spain's gonna be physical too, because it's win, it's a winner go home situation. But something like this needed to happen for Canada to something like this needed to happen. Like Canada needed to be kicked in the teeth like this for them to wake for for them to go to what, what their identity is about. They did not play according to their identity. And um, yeah, they, something like they got to figure like, I expect them to come in with, a renewed sense of vigor and confidence heading he, like heading into this now must win game against Spain. Now, is it ideal that they're in this situation right now? No. But it gets them on high it gets them on high alert and F and you would hope efforts like this 
especially on the offensive end on the floor, because that was the most glaring thing. Even though Brazil did shoot well in that fourth quarter, the fact that Canada was playing too much one-on-one basketball. Well, Cajun, I've got the stats pulled up here. Is there anything you want to talk about specifically? Because I got some numbers here for you. I got some numbers. 43 to 37 on the glass. In favor of Brazil. 14-13 offensive rebounds in favor of Brazil. So the offensive rebounds did slightly go back into Canada's favor. But I do want to mention, for Brazil, Bruno Caboclo, 19 points, 13 boards, three blocks, two steals, and only basically 29 minutes of play. Their next two other was uh, Guy Santos, who had 10. And then I want to remember Yaga Santos, who had 10 assists and eight points, but had two clutch baskets. Yep. And I think this is a big one. Two, actually, two big ones. Points in the paint and assists. Points in the paint. 38 to 22 for Team Brazil. Assists 17 to 10 for Brazil. If you're going to have 10 assists, that ain't going to cut it. As a team, throughout, if you're going to have. Tennis as a team for the entire game, that's not going to cut it. And when your leading assister is Nikhil Alexander-Walker with three. It's not Shea, it's not Dord, it's not Dillion Brooks, it's not R.J. Barrett. It's no offense to, Nick, no offense to Alexander-Walker, but he should not be your leading assister. That should not be the way that works. Eight and, of 30 from downtown, too. You know, and let's quickly go through the shooting numbers. So... Canada, from the floor, shot 33% from the field. Brazil, 40%. From three alone, Canada had 33 of their 63 shots from three. They made 13 at a 39% clip. Brazil shot made, shot 36% or 36 out of their 63 shots from three. So they actually shot more than the Canadians. Or actually, no, 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 no. I think that's that, from two. That was from two. So I am messing this up. So I'll quickly go to three numbers. So that was 33 shots from two. 30 shots from three out of 63 for Canada. They had 27% clip from three, eight for 30. Brazil, five for 27 at 19%. But that two number of 39% from two for Canada compared to 56% for Brazil. They just shot better from inside the key, in, inside the three-point line, pardon me. Inside the three-point line, they dominated Canada. Made yep. the three obsolete, and Canada didn't outshoot them from three enough to make it matter. To make it matter. And... Now, Cage, I, I'm not going to place on any individual player because this was a team loss. Always team loss, in my opinion. I will st- I will stand by that. But some, you got to look at individual performances. R.J. Barrett talked about how he thought he was invisible, played 28 minutes, was the second longest, uh, second uh, second highest amount of minutes out of any Canadian below Shea Gilders-Alexander, 28 minutes and 34 seconds, 1 for 8 from the floor, 0 for 4 from 3, or 0 for 4 from the field, or from 2, 1 for 4 from 3. One free throw made out of two. Had four rebounds and one assist. Like, R.J. Barrett can't go one for eight from the floor. No, making no shots inside the three-point line. Like, that can't yeah. happen. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, one for nine. He missed only shot 
we only missed he missed only shot from inside the three point line. He went one for eight from three. And a lot of those looks were good looks. But they got to But they also have to fall. And he's shot well from behind the three point line head aside from this performance. And then you look at Shea, who shot 44% from the field, shot 29% from three for two for seven from that three point line, five rebounds, two assists in the end for. But the two assists. But the two assists. It's the two assists. But it's the two assists. And the 29% from three. Like, even if he had only had two assists, but shot, you know, made four for, if he was four for seven, that's the, that's the six points Kennedy needs to win. Mm-hmm. So even if Shea shoots a little bit better, Canada could win this game. You know, Kelly Olenek, elder statesman, I thought was one of the better Canadians. You talked about how he got kept in the ball in crunch time. He was two for eight from the game, two for eight from the floor, one for six inside the three-point line, one for two from three. And it's not the, the fact that the ball went to Kelly Olenek in the clutch. It's why are you going up with three minutes? Why are you going up against three defenders? Yeah, why way, are you as, waiting till you're down to go to the go to the cup to then make the mistake to then go into a bunch of bodies and miss the shot? It's just not smart. So, it's it's not. I know we're being a bunch of old heads with this with this term, but it, it was just terrible shot selection. The only person that I could like that I could say like did kept them and did what they were supposed to do and beyond beyond what they were expected to do was was Lou Dort. And give Lou Dort credit. He actually tried to do some things on the inside and, and, and during the mid-range. Something that you'd think Shea was... Shea, Shea should have done. But you saw but you saw a lot of possessions where... And I remember this one possession. Down two. And he goes for a step back three with 10 seconds left in the shot clock. Like, what are we doing? And just... Iso ball's taken over, Cajun. Iso ball's taken over. And we'll be the old heads. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll sit here with my tin hat and, and my, and I'll say Diet Coke, but preferably Coke or Pepsi. And I'll sit here and say, back in my day, when Bob Cousy was the point guard for the Boston Celtics. Back in my day. You know, I'll be Mad Dog Russo if I have to be Cajun. Because, you know, when Lou Dort is your second leading scorer with 17 points off the bench, 55% from the field. He made 43% from three, which is really good for Lou Dort. Lou Dort is a good three-point shooter, but 43% from three is really good on seven shots. Five rebounds for Lou mm-hmm. Dort, including two offenses. He had four fouls as well, because, again, he plays tough defense. He plays tough defense. Yeah. But, like, it just it, – it's a demoralizing loss for me because now, again, it makes you have to win the, the Spain game. Now Spain's a must-win. As much as you want to win it regardless, now it's a have-to-win. Because now if you lose, you go home. The, the, the first three games didn't matter. You're, you're averaging 108 points, and the first three games don't matter. Now you're out. Now you're going home. But see, I see that as a positive because that doesn't matter. Now it's a, it's a wake-up call. And the good news about this is that it's not an elimination. It's, it doesn't help matters out, but it isn't an elimination game. Now you know what it has to take. Now you know what it has to take, and I hate that it had to take a loss for this to happen. But 
now Canada knows that this is not how you this is not how you, how you're gonna play. You can't. You're not gonna cakewalk through this group. This wasn't like, and I think that's what it seemed like. That's what it seemed like today. Now they know that's not the case. So yeah, it is concern. It is concern. You're right. It is concerning in the sense that like. It is a must-win game. At the same time, I don't, I don't expect this sort of effort to happen two games in a row. It, it, I'll go as far as saying it can't go two games in a row. <laughs> because if it, because if it does, if it does, it's like they're done. They're going home. Like they're, yeah. they're, they might as well book the flight now, okay? They might as well book the flight now if they're gonna play like that. Might as well book the flight. Like, without mm-hmm. trying to be, you know, a Debbie Downer. Like, if that's the effort you're going to see on Sunday, might as well book your plane now. Because that's not going to beat Spain. Jesus, that's not going to beat Spain. Like, reigning champions. Reigning gold or World Cup champions, pardon me. Like, that effort will not beat Spain. Will not. Not could, not, oh, maybe. No, will not beat Spain. They need to play and a you lot start- better offensively. And you could sort of argue that maybe it, it like if you're if you're on like an ultra optimist, maybe that might beat Spain based off of how they played against Latvia. But Spain just got Spain just got humbled. They're not going to play like they did against Latvia. Everybody, They're going to come out guns, but everybody in this group cage is going to come out guns blazing because again, it's win or go home. Everybody's going to Spain's yeah. going to Latvia's going to Brazil. Brazil and Latvia won today. They're play, they won today to have to win on Sunday because they play against each other. So they both won today to play each other to see who goes to the, the, to the quarterfinals. That's what they played for today. Canada, and they've done their jobs. And, and, and they, they did exactly that. They aced, they aced the assignment. They aced the exam cage. They aced it. And now Spain and Canada, who would have thought they already clinched their spots by now, are now looking at the schedule like, oh, God, now we got to play against the other guys. Right. And mm-hmm. again, I don't know where Canada's going to fit right now with the way with this loss in the standings, if it's going to go to differential or head to head because Latvia beat Spain and Spain beat Brazil, but Canada beat Brazil, beat Canada, but Canada beat Latvia. Everyone's got to win on everybody. So if, I don't know how the, I don't know if it's going to go just screw head to head. We're just going to talk. We're just going to basically do just um, um, difference which I think would go to Canada's favor even with that five-point loss because of how many, how good the differential was without that, <laughs> without that, uh, even with the four-point loss. I, I, th- I think that's the case right now. Which, if but that is that, the case, it's good for Canada. But even then, it is, it's with every team now with seven points and with a three-and-one record, now it does not matter. <laughs> it, it don't, but it might. If they win, because again, it's talking about you know matchups. If they win against Spain and they book their spot into the final, yeah. then or into the quarterfinals, that means if they get first because the differential, that means they'll play second place of Germany or Slovenia, which might be good for Canada because they'll play against either a German team they faced twice already or Slovenia, which I'll be honest, is the is the is the one I don't want to see if I'm a Canadian if if I was a Canadian player or fan, which I do happen to be. 
So Slovenia is the team I don't want to see. I do not. I do not want to wake up on Sunday morning and see that it's Luka Doncic waiting for waiting for Canada. I don't want to see that. I don't. I don't. I don't have confidence in that. Gage, I don't have confidence in that particular scenario. I don't. But honestly, after what we just saw, you gotta be what's in, you gotta be whoever's in front of you. Competition's gonna get tougher from here on out. So even if you play Sylvania, I I actually I actually would like it if they played Sylvania because the familiar familiarity that Germany and Canada have with each other, like sure, like there there's a lot more unknowns with Slo- with Slovenia and. Um, it's winter go home from there on out. So So they'd have to go ahead. Like they they literally have to they got to make a they have to it 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 forces them to game plan. It forces them to game plan to have a whole new game plan for Slovenia. <coughs> Excuse me. And not to fall back on their laurels say if they played Germany who they've played twice. Already. Well, and I do quickly want to mention this, Cajun. So I'm just looking back at the past results here of the FIBA World Cup. Australia is out. France is out. Argentina is out. And Spain could be, which will mean all four of the medal, medal combatants in Spain and Argentina in the gold medal, France and Australia in the bronze medal, will not be in the quarterfinals this year. That's again, if, if Spain does not get one up on Canada. So this has been an unpredictable tournament, to say the least, Cajun. And I don't think Argentina made the FIBA World Cup, qualified for the FIBA World Cup in the first place. And they were silver medalists back in 2019 in China. And we saw yeah. what happened to France in this tournament. Obviously, they were out probably with their best player, Victor Wembanyama. But Wembanyama wouldn't have been on the 2019 team anyway. Because he would have been, in 2019, Jesus, he would have been like, what, 16, 15? But even Googling how old he is? Like, he would have been a Wembenyama? child. Yeah, in 2019. I think he would have been 14. Yeah, he would have been literally a child. He was not on that team that, made, that, that won the bronze medal back in 2019. And they're not even here. Australia, who lost the bronze medal game, are not even here in the second stage of the World Cup. So this could be a completely different top four at the 2023 FIBA World Cup down there in Japan, Indonesia, and the Philippines. But the Mm. groups to pay attention to, Cajun, going into Sunday, the groups that you really got to watch, obviously Group L with Latvia, uh, Spain, Canada, and Brazil with... Winner goes through in Group L. And then the other group is Group I, the other division with Serbia, Dominican Republic, Italy, and Puerto Rico, all at 3-1, and one, all playing their way into the quarterfinals. It's a winner-takes-all in those games. But in fairness to Group J and Group K, is USA versus Lithuania and Germany versus Slovenia, both at the later starts. U.S. versus Lithuania at 840. Canada game at 9.30, and the Slovenia versus Germany game is at 7.10, our time. 
here in Ontario. So yeah. that the that Germany Slovenia game will directly impact the group L, which is where Canada is, who who will the top two teams in group L will play the top two teams in group K. So that's a very big game for the, the Canadians in group L. But it'll be a great game regardless between Slovenia and Germany, as well as USA and Lithuania. As Lithuania yeah. before before this or even after their four games are averaging 101 points per game. So these two teams absolutely love to score. Neither team likes to play defense, Cajun, as both teams are averaging. Lithuania averages 93 points against. Or, oh, pardon me. I was looking at plus minus. So Lithuania is averaging 93 points four per game. America or the USA, 100.8 points per game. Americans are allowing 72 points against Lithuania, 67.8. So that should be a really good game between Lithuania and the United States. Bona mentioned Lithuania was a came fourth back in 2014. So they were in the bronze medal game, but they did not come out on the winning end. That was in the that was two tournaments ago back in 2014. But some really big games happening on Sunday. Really big games. And, big, big games. And Cajun, we're gonna end it with this, I think, before we go. Spain versus Canada, Sunday, September 3rd, bright and early, 9.30 sharp. We're bringing it to you live on YouTube. That'll be official. For sure on YouTube because I'll have everything set up for sure this time. What do you think of that game for Canada right now after this loss? It's not a prediction. If you want to give us a prediction, I'd appreciate it, but I don't expect it. Well, for now, for well, it's now or never, and both teams are going to come out guns blazing because both teams are not happy with how things turned out today. You definitely hope not, for sure. I think what's what's going to be the biggest factor of this game is the prowess of Willie Hernan Gomez. Because Canada, the way Canada's team is constructed, they could struggle against guy, against post players on the inside. And Willie Hernan Gomez is that person is that person for Spain. As I'm looking through Spain's roster, as I'm looking through Spain's ro- roster right now. Um, Rudy Fernandez, Victor Claver. Um, they got some good guys there. Um, for one, you got to win the rebounding battle. Two, establish establish a presence on the inside, attacking the rim for your three point shooting to open up. They do that. Canada's got a good shot. Canada's got a good shot, and I think what I said before, not having Ricky Rubio on that team for Spain is going to hurt them. And I think this is going to be a close game. I think Canada wins by, I'm going to say seven. Well, and I do also want to mention here, Cajun, before we go, that 
Um, Spain is coached by Sergio uh, Scariola, who is up for the Raptors job with Jordi Fernandez. Didn't get it because he was seen as the win-now option, which the Raptors did not go with, obviously. They went with Darko Rajakovic. Mm-hmm. But, like, they got a good coach. They, they're they a well-coached team. So they're not going to come in and be blown away, I don't think, by Canada, even if Canada has a good start. Like, they're a team you have to be dialed in 100%, like Latvia was. They down big going into the fourth quarter, have a massive fourth quarter and win the game. Right, you got to be on them because you know obviously they're going to make mistakes. Every team makes mistakes. You got to you got to capitalize on them because this Spain team is going to be well coached by Scariola. They've been well coached by Sergio Scariola. He wouldn't be up for NBA jobs if he wasn't, right? So it's a big game for Canada. It's it's the biggest game, if you will, for Canada, and. Again, it's, as you said, sh- uh, put up or shut up. Because if you don't come out on the right end of the Spain game, then this base, this whole tournament was basically for nothing. But, stand on a positive. You say Canada wins by seven against Spain. They did beat Spain in the pre-tournament games. We keep talking about it. I think Canada comes out. And says we've had enough. We're gonna drop a hundred on Spain, and we're gonna win big. I don't know how big, but I'd say 15 plus. I'd say even 20 plus. I think Canada blows them out of the water on Sunday. Wow, you're more positive than me. I, 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 I don't know positive, Cage. I think, I think Canada's gonna come out for blood. I think Shea's gonna come out for blood. I think. Dort's going to keep shooting well. I think Dillion Brooks is come for blood. I think Kelly Olenek is going to come out and show his veteran leadership. I think Canada is going to come out and they're going to blow him out of the water because I think the star power is on Canada's side. And I think this young team doesn't like to lose. I'm not saying Spain likes to lose either. They're not used to losing. They're reigning champions right now. But I think Canada sees that too as a chip. You know, they're reigning champions. We got to take it from them. We already took it from him in the yep. preliminaries. Let's take it from him on the court. So I think Canada comes into that game smelling blood in the water from the moment the game starts. And I think they win by, I think they drop over 100 points, and I think they win by plus 15, if not plus 20, but I would say plus 20. So I'm going to say it's a 108-88 win for the Canadians. That's my guess. Wow. Wow. I if think you're saying something... I, you know you're being an optimist when you're saying something positive about Dylan Brooks, and I know how much, how you feel about that, man. Holy. Maybe I cringe myself a little bit, okay? Casey, don't bring it up, okay? My, my body's still trying to, still trying to un- uncoil itself, okay? Still trying to uncoil itself from saying that. But anyway, I think, I think the Canadians get up to their right now average after three games before this Brazil loss. I think they hit, hit the 108 mark, and they win 108-88 over Spain. That's my prediction. Well, okay then. And any oh, analysis man. before we go, Cajun? Any analysis before we go? Bad basketball today. Bad basketball today, especially on the offensive end. Didn't get enough stops down the stretch. Um, too much one-on-one basketball. What they do have to do is get to the free throw line. Don't be enamored enamored by the whistle. Just keep on attacking the rim. 
go inside outside and and just move the ball because what works so well for Canada during group play was that they moved the ball and tonight and today the ball just stuck that can't happen against Spain they do all they move the ball they play inside outside they play good defense and they finish off the defensive possession with a rebound and get to the line a 20 a, a a twenty a twenty point win will definitely happen if that happens. So, you have cautious optimism. I've got true optimism, which is definitely not in my character, but we'll take it. But again, I it's usually it's usually the other way around. This almost always, almost always the other way around, Cajun. But I got I I'm putting I'm I'm a gambler. I love some, me some Texas Hold'em poker. I am placing all my chips on the table, Cajun. I'm going all in. I'm saying Canada smells blood in the water from the moment tip-off happens, and Canada blows them out of the water. The game was almost never close. Maybe at the end of the first quarter, the game's a little close. By the end of the first half, Cage, Canada's got a lead, and it only gets extended from there. That's my prediction. You that's sound like hope. me right that's now. My, what? That's my prediction. What is going on? What is going on? You sound like me. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Man, oh, man. man. If you don't know that, that's from Russell yo, Westbrook. Yo, if you don't know that quote, that's from Russell Westbrook. Search that up. Russell Westbrook tripping. Yeah, yeah. That's like the classic. Oh, man. But... But anyway... Honestly, I like... I like the I like the optimism. I love the optimism, and um, we both agree that I think Canada should take care of business. But I think the only thing that's like kind of like worries me is that Spain's also in the same boat. That they did that they can't afford to play like how they did against Latvia. But Canada does have the star power. Yeah, it does have the star power. Spain doesn't. And Spain, and I think this is the most important thing, does not have a playmaker, doesn't have, like, their best playmaker in Ricky Rubio down the stretch if the game does get close. I think that's what hurts, that's what might hurt Spain more if this game does get close. So I think that favors Canada in that sense. Now, I hope I, I, I hope it is a blowout. But as what we saw today, like anything's possible. Okay, so now you sound like now you sound like uh, KG, Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. Oh, I could say it a whole another different way, but but uh, not not for this stream, not for this stream. Yeah, that's for another, pull, another video. I want to I want to pull a J.R. Smith, but no, 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 no. Uh, starts with an H too, but. <laughs> but um yeah like um on a positive note though this has been a great world cup this has been a great world cup definitely that's been a great world cup i would even say and, for canada um, until today yeah yeah and maybe that maybe this effort will all 
will be flushed down the drain. Maybe this effort against Brazil will be flushed down the drain if they take care of business against Spain. And you're expecting that they would. I'm expecting that they do take care of business against Spain. I think it's just going to be a little closer than people think. And I guess on the other side of the camp, I think it's going to be an absolute blowout for Canada. I think they smell blood from the moment the game starts and they're able to dominate because they didn't dominate today and they know they got to win that game. Oh, and they're going to be pissed. And, Joel, and Brazil, or Spain, pardon me, just gets overwhelmed by the skill and talent of Team Canada. Oh, oh one thing's for sure, Canada is going to come out, uh, come out guns blazing and they're going to be pissed. That's for sure. But that but I can't be... wait to see. Go ahead. I can't. I can't. I cannot wait to see. I can. I cannot wait to see what unfolds Sunday. Sunday cannot come fast enough. But that'll be it here for us from the special Polar Opposites episode. I'll, I'll call it that. It's been added to the to the bonus sector of Polar Opposites. But we hopefully will bring you Sunday's game. Cage and I will have to talk about that off screen as I do have a prior. I do have another commitment to make on on Sunday. So I'm not sure I can bring you the whole game, but I think the first half should be manageable on live on YouTube. And then if Cage wants to do the second half by himself, I'll, I will absolutely leave it in his discretion. But for Cajun Theru, Danny Castle, I'm Spencer Byers. Thank you so much for taking us in here today. We should be back on Sunday to bring you Spain versus Canada, the biggest game of the World Cup for Canada, to see if they can make themselves to the quarters or if they're coming back to Canada with their tail between their legs. But even if we don't see you Sunday, we will be back here same time, or we will be back here about same time next week, about Wednesday or Thursday, for Polar Opposites, episode number 11, here on The Outrage.